0: Welcome to Encounter with God Together. This is our podcast from Scripture Union USA. I'm Gail Martin, president, and we have this uh, this weekly together uh, time to go through the readings in our Encounter with God daily Bible reading guide. And, and today I have with me Janet Morgan, who is the executive vice president at Scripture Union USA, um, coming out of retirement from Uh, international director. So Janet has seen quite a lot over the years within the SU Global family. It's good to have you tonight, Janet. Great to be here. Yeah, and you've got um, the task of taking us home with uh, Romans. We've been in Romans a couple of weeks, and I know that God's given you something to say. So let me pray for you uh, as you get started. Father, I do pray for Janet. I thank you for her um, her engagement with your word and the way that it comes to life through her and through your spirit and I pray that you be with her tonight as she
1: shares in Jesus name, Amen. Amen. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you, Gail. Like you said, it's uh, it is going to be the third week in in Romans, and this week we're going to look particularly at chapters seven and eight. And as just a reminder, uh, Paul, you know, was writing to the believers in Rome. Whom he'd not met, but he knew of. It's both Jews and Gentiles, and I think he wrote this around A.D. fifty-five to fifty-seven, sometime. Mm. And he actually arrived in Rome around A.D. sixty, and of course was put under house arrest. So this was before. This is always yes, that's it. Before he knew them, and. I think what uh, readers are going to notice particularly this week is there are so many verses that are familiar to us. Yes. That over the years have defined the Christian faith uh, to us and uh, is one of the key letters uh, from which we draw a lot of uh, our beliefs and uh, and so it's 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 very dense. I'm going to <laughs> just warn you it is uh, nigel wright who who does the commentary of them has said it's it's challenging, and yet when you read through those familiar verses, there is just so much there that uh, uh, yeah I think you can be encouraged um just again, to a reminder you know uh, over these last couple of weeks, we looked at. Uh, Paul's message of good news he, he tells them he introduces himself basically as an apostle who was uh, chosen to preach the good news and he talks about the message that he has to proclaim he turns his attention to the definition of sin and guilt and reminds everyone <laughs> that they are guilty uh, all of us have sinned and fallen short of the uh, of God's glory how many of us have not uh, memorize that. Uh, Romans 3 23, he shows how everyone has failed to do what uh God requires, and it's great too because he again reminds that he's speaking to both Jews who haven't obeyed the law mm-hmm. of Moses and the Gentiles who've refused even to think about God. Uh, although he says God has spoken to you in many different ways, creation being one of them, and Uh, And then God's way of accepting uh, people, that it was God uh, gave Jesus who died for our sins and he raised him to life so that we could be made acceptable to God. Uh, So it reminds us we're only accepted because of our faith in Jesus Christ. And then from chapter 5, he begins to completely turn his attention. After setting that sort of foundation, he starts talking about a new life for god's people mm. and uh, from chapter five he talks about this new life and uh, and he says now that we've been made acceptable uh, to god uh, by faith we need to live in a way where we're dead to sin and alive to christ and nigel wright i love the uh, the way that he describes this he refers to it as a new reality this is the new reality Mm. Uh, and um, he, uh, again, the, the the verses are very, very familiar, but they're also very powerful. In speaking to Gentiles and Jews, you have to think about what their lives were like. You know, Romans and Greeks alike. Power, intellect, wealth was everything to them. hmm uh, that is what ruled their lives, basically. Uh, and and it's, it's not unfamiliar to <laughs> <laughs> this, this desire for power, this desire to be the, the cleverest, you know, the wealthiest. Uh, and then the Jews, of course, the law was everything to them. It was God given to them. It was that gift of God uh, in giving them that ability to know right From wrong. And so in chapter seven, we see that's what Paul dives into about the law and sin, what the law could do and what the law couldn't do. Mm -hmm. And again, this is everything to the Jews. So you see how he describes in chapter seven uh, that the law defined right from wrong. But then, of course, he brings out, and we'll see this in the writings uh, this week and in this part of the letter, uh, there's no power in the law because the power of sin in our lives, it's so powerful that no right from wrong, but we cannot do it. It it is impossible uh, to do right. So all it does is introduce us to death. You know, death in life and death in death. <laughs> and uh, it, it is described so well in verse 24 when he says, what a wretched man I am. Who's going to yeah. rescue me from this body that is subject to death and there's nothing I can do about it. Even if I keep every law as best I can, it's still. it, it and, and then he says, thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our lord so that's his beginning point in trying to say um, there is hope there is yeah. a way of living this life that god has called us to and uh, and then in chapter 8 he begins to just dive into it and and begin to look at the different elements of this life and I, and and again here's Here's one of the first verses that we know so well. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. Hmm. So here he is, you know, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life. And he is the counterpart to that by the law we know what sin is that awareness of our fallen nature and here's what's interesting with this that that living according to the law it puts our focus on ourselves, on us Uh, what we're supposed to do it puts our focus on what we cannot do and it begins to it it, um, it it puts the focus completely on ourselves and our failure. Mm. But life in the spirit, where is our focus? Our focus is on God. And so we're not only released from the power of sin, but He's given us His Spirit with the power to live His way for the first time. And it must have been so amazing to those first readers of this letter. They must have spent, you know, gone into the deep, deep hours of the night talking about what on earth does this mean? And, you know, it, it's, it must have been so mind-blowing. The words are so familiar to us. Sometimes they lose their power because they're wow. so familiar. That's it's a mind-blowing reality that we no, no longer have to be dead in our sin trying to live according to the law but uh, we can be made alive uh, by the power of the spirit and then of course he goes in verse 14 for those who are led by the spirit of god and this is just again incredible children of god Whew. now if we are children then we're heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. And they would have been quite familiar with that, um, with that concept of being an heir. Uh, and we are no longer servants of the law, but we mm-hmm. are children of God with his nature and his spirit and his DNA, basically, uh, before they would have even known there was such a thing as DNA. <laughs> And then he goes on in verse 28 again, extremely familiar. All we know, uh, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. God wants the best for us. He has called us to this. He has planned it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so we are what he has planned, his purpose in Christ. He planned from the beginning that we would be conformed to the image of his son. So it's, you know, again, this new reality that they were having to come to grips with must have been so exciting for them as they thought about turning their lives over to God fully and completely and not having to live this life of always trying to please God but failing. Mm. and then he says so in 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 this new reality in this new way of god being in our lives and us being in god uh, he in verse 31 says what then shall we say in response to these things if god is for us who can be against us no longer are we subject to the power of sin Mm. Uh, but um because God is for us, so who can be against us? Again, familiar, familiar, familiar words uh, uh, that they, if you think, were reading for the first time.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a whole paradigm shift for them. Yeah, and, and it is for this us too. If we forget, you know, that we mm-hmm. subject to the to our sinful nature, yeah. um, we do have this power yes assurance
1: mm. yeah and then of course those wonderful uh, comforting words really uh, for i'm convinced that neither death nor life yeah. angels nor demons present nor future nor any powers neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of god that is in christ jesus our lord all you need to do is place yourself in his hands by faith Believing in who Jesus is and what he has done for us, what God has done for us through Christ Mm. our Lord. Um, You know, as I was reading these words, uh, reading through these chapters uh, again, I began to think about Jesus and uh, I thought, you know, it's no wonder that he stood there and he wept over Jerusalem. Mm. Uh, It's no wonder that he rebuked his disciples for wanting to be in first place of the highest importance. It's no wonder that he called the teachers of the law whitewashed tombs. Now, his frustration, Uh, when he looked at the priest who was saying, well, thank you that I'm not like those sinners. And when he looked at the penitent who was there next to him saying, help me, Lord, I cannot do this. Uh, Because he knew, he knew what was in the plan. He knew the fullness of life in the spirit of God. Mm. Uh, And so it's, you know, wonder that he was so frustrated by this because there was so much that he knew then by his death and his resurrection, bringing that resurrection life to us uh, that was going to happen in future for people who would only place their hands. Uh, in or their lives in God's hands. Mm. Uh, so, and the other thing I just encourage you know, this, as we said, these chapters uh, from chapter five, it was that turning point of life in Christ from the acceptance of God and eternal life because of our faith in Him. And often we focus in our faith on the things that Paul outlined in those first five chapters the first half of Romans, and we talk about being saved and about having eternal life. And uh, often uh, we too present these as the two, the primary elements of God's good news. So I want to encourage us this week, um, as we read through these two chapters, let's turn our attention to this wonderful life in Christ. Yes, we are saved. Yes, we are accepted by God. Yes, we will have eternal life with him. But let's turn our attention to this wonderful life in Christ, living by his spirit, being his children, being his presence here on earth, and what that means. Mm. And and again, it's, it's what it means not only to our individual lives, but to the worshiping community. And that worshiping community that we belong to, being that presence of Christ in our local communities uh, of which he is a part and in which he has placed us. Um, so lots of familiar verses, but don't lose the power of them because yeah. we are so familiar with them. So looking forward to That's the weekend. <laughs>
0: Thank
1: you. Janet. Yeah.
0: I especially like you pointing out the, the the passage that is one of my favorite, I think, in all of Scripture about who who shall separate us from the love of God. And as you were saying that, I just couldn't help but think about the church in the Ukraine, right?
1: absolutely, mm-hmm. and uh,
0: some of the images that we've seen of of him singing and uh, the church encouraging uh, the people there, even in in shelters and and various things that. Uh, this is it. This is where the rubber
1: hits the road, right? It I mean, is. It is, and the amazing stories. I, I, I've been getting messages from the Scripture Union staff mm. in Ukraine uh, every day uh, this week, and some of the amazing things that are happening. Uh, one of the things that I think this crisis has done is, uh, it has strengthened their faith, and and in these and in these chapters, he does talk about the suffering. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know this cur- the cur- the the suffering that Christians uh, go through, and you know the groaning of God's creation, and until it is made completely right. But some of the things that have been happening on the Scripture Union campsite—they're welcoming people in who have no electricity. Wow no food and 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 they're doing the best they can uh, to support people who uh, I know that one of our staff and his three children and wife uh, a home just took them in Mm. just just took them in and said come and live with us and stay with us and and another family were living uh, there as well uh, when you think of of people who are standing in the other countries that they are, that are receiving the refugees standing there holding up signs and saying we can take uh, a family of 3 we can take uh, a person and their child we can take you in it's just opened up their hearts to this incredible generosity mm-hmm. uh, and so, yes, do pray uh, for the people of, of, of Ukraine. They will know that fullness of God's uh, life and his spirit and his presence with them. Yeah, mm. Yeah, Janet, would you
0: would you close us in prayer?
1: I will pray. Father, we thank you for the Apostle Paul and for writing uh, this letter that sometimes seems a little difficult to, to work through the detail of. But, Father as so much of our life in you and what you have given us in your son, Jesus Christ, Uh, not only eternal life and not only acceptability before you, but has given us your spirit to live here on earth as your children, as your people. Mm -hmm. And Father, I I do just pray for everybody who reads these words uh, of Paul this week. Uh, that um, you would give them that confidence that they are your people uh, who are called to your purpose and are part of your plan uh, from the beginning. We do pray, pray specially uh, for the people of Ukraine, for the people of Russia and what they are facing in these times. Uh, we pray for your spirit to be in them and be working through them. Uh, as they live for you and these things we ask in Jesus name amen 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 thank you Janet thank you it, it was
0: great to have
1: you yeah yes and uh, God bless you and don't forget to, to uh, that there are extras available too uh, if you're doing this uh, these uh, readings in in a group setting we have uh, encountered with God and discovery extras which have very very good questions for discussion.
0: That's right. I'm trying to, yeah, here we go. The, uh, the ticker on the bottom there will give you the URL for our website where you can get uh, copies of the daily guide either in print or on email or or um, right there on the computer each day. So join us, get the extras and and talk some more. And uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Thanks so much. Bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.